let's keep talking about it. Yeah, I just want some. I just want to drink a little bit. Drink a little, dude. You should drink more. You're not drinking in this. Drink. <laughs> All right, hello everyone. Oh, All uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. Okay, cool. Let's do it. I don't want to introduce you. I thought that was gay. We're doing this. We got it. We we got we got maybe one listener. We got a. Introduce him to what we're doing, what's going on. Jesus Shout Christ out God. my friend Justin. Hey, <laughs> my man's. <laughs> hey, mom. She probably listens. Yeah, maybe like one girl I went on a bumble date with and then she was too. Now she's gonna listen to it and make fun of me. <laughs> I'm glad she's still paying attention to you. That's interesting. Well, it's for, it's in a negative light, so it's not a good. <laughs> but, uh, if she's listening, I feel like that's a good sign. I don't know. All right, we, we have an announcement here at the Whatever This Is podcast. Hey, whatever um, this We is. have all three of us, all three of our hosts, Brandon, Aaron, and Isaiah. We have all effectively quit our software engineering jobs oh, to yeah. pursue this podcast full time. <sighs> and we've devoted the last week, just 60 hour week, to taking notes on what we're going to talk about and planning out the exact... <sighs> Topics and discussion points, and now we're we're gonna dive in. Go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> okay. So I think the topic the topic today, right, was like music and you know our own bullshit with that. You know, we're talking about music. You know, that could be that could be fun stuff. We'd be talking about songs, or uh, more likely, we will overthink it and go into a meta commentary on the philosophical. You know, nature of music. Which usually tends to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of shitty ways to talk about music. You know? yeah. we can talk about, like, you know, just shitty music. <laughs> what's your word? What's, what's your least oh, favorite? No, what was, that, uh, what was that website that you guys had sent me that, like, analyzed your music? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All, all of my music days. It's like, yeah. oh, you really, you really listen to I Got Depression? <laughs> like, <laughs> Like yeah. non sarcastically, and I'm like, that yeah, I do. He's like, uh, hey, check check the link. We'll link that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, another guy who listens to uh, who listens to MF Doom and Jay Dilla. Go oh, figure. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> some personality. Who, who's y'all's top? Who's your Spotify top? Mm. The worst. That's always a uh, you know, fun thing. Oh, you're talking about the artists and like stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, last year. Uh, Last year it was Flying Lotus still, so oh, yeah. it, it usually goes. Between, Is your number one? Yeah, yeah. Usually it goes between three people for me. It's either uh, Odyssey, Flying Lotus, or it's Della, who's like a French producer. Oh yeah. Um, and he gets like a bunch of inspiration from Jay Dilla and everything. So it's usually either them. It's been like that for like fucking six years now. Which, I mean, you guys, both of you guys know, like my taste in music. So those are both purely instrumental. Uh, yeah, well, so two of them, like Flylo and Della, are pretty much instrumental. Like, yeah. they're all producers. Odyssey is a producer slash rapper, so he's made a lot of instrumental stuff, and okay, he's yeah, made Odyssey beats for other people. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't remember what my top for last year was, but I know for like the decade it was fucking Travis Scott, which is kind of embarrassing. I like love Travis. <laughs> <laughs> you like it up that Cactus Jack. Yeah, I don't know. It's like. Ever since I moved to Houston, I was like, oh, I gotta listen to the local music, and I'm listening to Travis Scott, and then it's like, well, you know, it's popular right now, so why not? You yeah. got, like, sucked into I got sucked going into with the birds in the trap. <laughs> That's the shitty album, but mm. still. Was there, like, any, like, videos or any other type of media with his music that kind of, like, got you interested in it? Well, 
watch the music videos later on. And they are a little, they're, they're interesting videos, especially like considering like rap standards these days. Like a lot of it's kind of like the same bullshit over, oh, here's two chains riding a Lamborghini through the fucking desert. Like, you know, mm. who gives a shit about that, right? Then you watch like a Travis Scott music video and there's like all this weird bullshit going on. He's like on DMT with snakes, like, you know, covering his body and there's like bitches everywhere. And then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely different. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a different type. It is a different vibe. He's, he's yeah. got the more psychedelic yeah. hip hop to it. He's got some cutty influence. Yeah, there's no like reason to anything that's happening like on the screen when you're watching. Like, the Travis Scott video. I'm trying to think of like one of the more visually striking ones. Probably like a pick up the phone, the one with um, Young Thug. Yeah, Young Thug. Thug. Like that's still a fucking weird ass music video for a rap song. Like a rap song came out in 2016, but you know it's you know it's something different. Yeah, so I think that's interesting because the reason why I ask is because I've at least I didn't notice it until I thought about it like a couple years ago, and I noticed a lot of the music that I like is because I saw something either before that and I didn't even know what the song or who the artist was. Yeah. And because I liked that video or because I liked that thing or was told about it uh, from some other person that I cared about, that made me like, that had way more of like a, like a, like an imprint on me if Why I just would have watched is? it. I don't know. I think it's a, I think it, maybe it's like that correlation with, oh, I already, like for example, the reason, the first time I had ever heard of Flying Lotus I was in high school, ROTC, and I was all about like doing the rifle spinning bullshit. So I would go home and watch videos on YouTube made by other people that would like do all of that and basically make like music videos for that. Uh, and one of the guys, he made a video um, with a Flying Lotus track on it. And I just loved the fuck out of that video because I was like, man, this, this guy's like fucking beast. Like he's good. This dude's going crazy with the rifle and shit. Uh, and it wasn't until like after I started listening to it and I found it on Pandora, like just out of nowhere that I was like, yo, that's the same song that like for the video that I like. And then I started researching it and I was like, oh, this is fucking nuts. Like this guy has a whole lot of more stuff like that. And to this day, like the, the flying little song is called My Room is White. It's like a remix to, to another song. Uh, but that's still like the very like first instance I ever had with that. Um, which when I started thinking even more about situations like that that have happened, uh, it's made me more aware of like, oh, well, uh, I like a bunch of music that I like now because I've either I've seen it in some other places or like there were, it was a sample on this other song that I like. And now that I know that, like I'm, it's way more endearing to me. I, I feel like that's common. There's like a identity and image thing to music. Like I feel like a lot of people get into their music taste if like, I don't know, they grew up on a farm and listen to country music. Or they're like a, I don't know, kind of rebellious, like, scene punk kid. And they're like, they're trying to be, you know, emo or something and getting into work tour or whatever. And it, it's like, you kind of have these little social cliques and your social clique usually listens to like similar kind of music when you're a teenager. Like it kind of defines your personality to some extent when you're just looking for things to tack onto your identity. But the, the example with rifle spinning and fly low is funny to me because I, I wouldn't associate those two things. Like the other yeah. examples I mentioned, like a farm and country music is like so obvious. But yeah, flying lotus and uh, like yeah. this military kind of thing. And it, it, it didn't have like anything to do with it, like with each other, except for the fact that like that guy, yeah. like he, he was really popular in like the whole like, uh, like ROTC or armed exhibition drill stuff. 
because he would make a bunch of videos like that. So we did a shit ton of them, but that was the first one I was like, like this is, I really want to learn everything this guy is doing. And then I would watch that video like a hundred times. And then I got so used to listening to it that I was like, this is like one of my favorite songs of all time. That's a, that was the point I was listening to like Avenged Sevenfold and like, all this other like emo like hard rock bullshit or so whatever. It was a different. It was a jump. It, yeah, it was a huge jump. After that, shit on Avenged Sevenfold, all right. <laughs> Listen, Avenged Sevenfold had like three good songs, and we all know it. So let's just let's just well, leave it. At that. Well, the bassist died. Their creativity took a giant shit, but that's for sure. Mm. I mean, they had a song that was like basically the bassist, like he wrote like a lot of the songs, right? Oh like, shit! I didn't know basically, that. they modeled one of their songs after like a Broadway musical, like in that sort of style, but it was still like a Ben Sevenfold. Okay. The song's about necrophilia or something, so it's not really like how <laughs> full Broadway. But that's another interesting music video. It's animated so, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> So I can't do this in real life. <laughs> yeah, little piece of heaven by Avenged Sevenfold. Check it out. It's weird. Yeah, no, I think that's a... Well, yeah, like you said, it has nothing to do with each other, but uh, I think that that contrast of, like, seeing and being exposed to something before and then finding out that, like, oh, well, now you just like that stuff because it's been imprinted on you. I, I didn't even... That was, like, so subconscious to me that I'd just been doing it. But when I started paying yeah, attention it to it, then it just, like, oh, all of the shit that I was paying attention to before, like, I like all of that music now because of the fact that I liked something else that had to, like, do with that. Yeah. It was linked in some way. Yeah, it is, yeah, that is an interesting effect. Like, once you start liking one genre of music or type of music, like, your brain kind of gets used to it. Mm -hmm. And then when you hear, like, a variation of it, even if it's, like, a little weird or a little bit in a different direction, it still comes off as interesting because you're, like, you have that baseline just being used to whatever genre of music. Whereas if you just dove in, like, any of us probably, like, if we listen to, like, some... I don't know, classical music, something we don't normally listen to, it would just be hard to make sense of. Dude, fucking Wolfgang Amadeus goes hard. <laughs> Dude, yeah, sure crazy. Did. Fucking, he's that nigga nuts. That makes me think of uh, what the character in Flopper Orange, he's like really into Beethoven. Mm. And he's like, uh, there's like a scene where he's in a music store and he's like picking up girls and he just walks up to this girl and he's like, hey, you like Beethoven? <laughs> and then it cuts to like them hooking up, like listening to Beethoven. Yeah. Um, hey, give me one. Awesome. <laughs> Reloading on beer. Cut this out of the punch. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, shit. No, so we didn't talk about yours because we completely skipped. Oh over. yeah, um, mine. I had I had the Gex. The Gex were number one. Oh, that was that was my number one for twenty twenty one. Yeah, and they I feel they are in shaking his head. <laughs> I, they, no loyalty. They definitely hit on that like that pop punk early two thousands aesthetic, but mixed with just like crazy electronic music and just that I don't know chaotic part of it was appealing it was just like fun yeah. i'd listen to it when i like worked out or was driving or wanted to like wake up it's just fun yeah it goes hard but it's grating to a lot of people other people i've like showed them they're like what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah because there is well i feel like it it, it kind of combines like you have to have a, a you know have listened to both of the like the pop punk stuff and then like whatever weird electronic like death grips or something yeah. and you, it kind of feeds off of both of those so how did you actually discover them? I'm just curious. Through it was through one of my related uh, 
playlists on Spotify. Yeah, same. So like, that kind of like brings me to like another topic I wanted to cover in terms yeah. of music is like, when's the last time like you discovered something on your own and then like musically, right? Not through Spotify, not through like someone telling you this is good. You're just like like how? What is the even? I can't even think of an alternative. <laughs> exactly, like you know, you like go to the CD store and like oh, like I'll well, try this out, and you just go pop it in your fucking CD, your record player, and then you just like that's how people used to discover music back yeah, then. Shit. We don't have to do that. Dude, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, it's still like you'd hear stuff on the radio, and you'd hear it was more word of mouth. But I picture like. In the seventies, I just picture there being like maybe twenty bands. <laughs> like there's, you know, now you can name a band and like maybe some people have heard. Like there's like you know Drake, like these huge just yeah. uh, just like overlapping everyone mm-hmm. listens to. But I feel like everyone has these little niche bands now in like subgenres of Spotify. Well, it, the way that music used to be is that like. Uh, not exactly in the seventies, but like early, a little bit earlier than that, is that like you may only have ever heard your favorite song from your favorite band once, like because it was just on the radio. Yeah, or it, it was so scarce to the point to where like, oh, you don't either if you don't have a vinyl record of it, you're not going to go see them live or anything. Like it, it, for a while, it was just you may only hear this song once, and that might just be your favorite song. You might not hear that for a really long time. But I mean, I think that you're not just either. Exactly. Yeah, my dad was telling me they used to, uh, like in the 70s, they would, someone would have a stereo system that could record off of like FM radio. Mm -hmm. So that was how they would pirate their songs, is they would have one person just make like a tape and then distribute that tape around their school or whatever. So especially in like a. I guess you can say like the 80s and the 90s. I'm not, I'm, I don't fucking know history about this bullshit. But I mean, I, from what I remember and have seen on TV or whatever. You don't have to preface it. Just, <laughs> just, just, fuck you. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I can, I can clearly remember uh, like my parents and my grandparents having like one of those stereos where like you put the cassette tape in, you can record and do whatever. Um, but like I don't, I don't know. Have you guys seen like the the Netflix uh, show uh, called The Get Down? It was pretty much about like early hip hop yeah. and like the break dancing culture and like MC so and like stuff. Jada Smith. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, but uh, I mean, even even them they show like how it used to be was that yeah, like you said, like somebody might record it. Uh, but a big part of that is oh, once DJs and stuff started coming around is well that's another that's another way you started hearing like all the stuff you wanted to hear in like one really convenient place because you didn't hear that like that variety all the time uh, because people didn't have access to that which is why I think it's interesting because I mean I remember like the la- the latest or the earliest point that I can remember discovering music for myself or whatever was not even like for myself I was <laughs> like listening to Pandora yeah, <laughs> like, that, was, awesome. that was how like I was like oh hey there's Della I hear this one song and I'm like this is like one of the dopest shits I've ever heard I want to hear more and then that was like the only that was the excuse I used to like explore more music but I can't really remember a time that I was just like oh I like I heard this that I've never heard in my own way or whatever that's not influenced by anything like I feel like yeah a lot of it's nice to well I uh yeah so the first time I heard Flying Lotus was on Adult Swim like Adult Swim would just feature yeah. oh, yeah. these crazy it would just put these crazy music videos and it was that like animated one what's his like biggest song 
Uh, uh, Zodiac shit. Yeah, yeah, Zodiac shit. Yeah, with all the different, like, yeah, Zodiac signs. That came on, I was at a sleepover, and it was like, it was like eight dudes, we were watching, like, Johnny Bravo or something, and then that, that like, weird-ass music video came on after, and we were all just mesmerized by it. Yeah. We were so, we were like, I don't know, 13, maybe? Yeah, I mean, and luckily, at least, whatever, uh, Adult Swim like has been really good for people that are like starting out. Like they they have been like the company for like oh. up and coming artists and for putting on underground yeah. like musicians oh, and the like, talents. Yeah, they we talked about yeah. this before. How much do you think the Tony Hawk video games influenced your music taste? Oh dude, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh my god. I, I do I have like I listen to music that was specifically only on like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I <laughs> Like, it's like four video games that I think have shaped like a lot of the music I listen to. One is, of course, Tony Hawk, and mm-hmm. I think Need for Speed Underground 2. Oh, oh yeah, Dumb yeah. Edition. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Or no, it's not Club Dumb Edition. I mean, I didn't know that one, but I've heard that's one, that one's also pretty influential. I didn't have a PS2, so. And then um, there's also, uh, I mean, I guess Guitar Hero, because like that kind yeah, of. Yeah. I, I, put, I listen to a lot of like yeah. you know, more classical rock that I never like had like heard before, and then. The fourth one. Ah, oh, shit. I forgot the fourth one. Just three guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there are, I mean, there's peop- There's like also. Oh, GTA San Andreas. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's a good one. There's like, so those. I don't know. How do you think they decided on those? Like, do you think they hired someone specifically to like pull all this together? Or do you think they just asked like the developers, hey, what do you think we should put in this? I mean, I would imagine that. Right, like, because all of, or to, for at least for games, like those, yeah. those games uh, are like millions of dollars to make, uh, and especially like one of the biggest things that like almost every really big game designer will tell you is like the music, the the way that things sound is like one of the most important things when it comes to making your video game is because like all it takes is like six seconds and like whoever's playing it is going to be completely out of it. Like having that good sound design, having that music is super important. So for, for like decades, like, yeah, they have like dedicated teams for like sound design and engineering and stuff. But at least when it comes to real music, yeah, uh, I would hope that it would be like the same type of team uh, that gets to determine like, Hey, well, what are type of like, what's like popular music that's kind of around this time or that people, you know, really like to listen to, especially with like Tony Hawk. Uh, yeah. There's kind of, I mean, there's like an established scene. So you can kind of get an idea of like, oh, well, this is like what the scene listens to. Let's have some of that too, right? And plus, I'm uh, sure licensing costs or something to do with that. <laughs> you don't have like yeah. the Billboard Hot 100 and just like songs. Well, there is, so there's, there's a difference between like, yeah, kind of curating and picking out stuff and like making your own. Like I remember uh, hearing like Spire of the Dragon, those games, they, uh, they would hire uh, the drummer for the police, I don't know his name. But he made the soundtrack for it, and it's just very like percussion heavy. <laughs> the police, what the fuck? Yeah, but it, I mean, I, I love those games. That soundtrack it like draws you in. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting the the difference in those two because a lot of a lot of pop artists they can just kind of surf on those trends. Like I heard this analogy uh, for Drake, but I think it applies for Kanye. Like Kanye's like. He's like the Kirby of rappers. He just kind of sucks up lesser rappers and absorbs their power for a particular album. Didn't we literally have this conversation about designer and Kanye West? Yeah, I've said this before. Put out like designer's pen. Yeah, he just put out Panda and that was like that. The whole album was based on that. Yeah, the designer just fell off. But Kanye, he sucked up designer. 
made an album off of it, you know? <laughs> you know, beautiful dark twisted fantasy, he sucked up uh, Cuddy, maybe you say. Sucked off Cuddy? He, he, he sucked, you know, <laughs> Jesus is King, he sucked up Joel Olstein. <laughs> he, he, but yeah, but artists, artists do that. They like, uh, like, it's these, these, like, pop artists can kind of hop around oh. and emphasize different trends or emphasize different artists and a lot of that's the record label kind of collabing and yeah but well, how, else, people. Like, how else do you stay relevant though you know if like drake was still making shit like off like you know it was like, like it was like best i ever had like every fucking album you know he would be irrelevant like a long ass time ago you know but he's been relevant for like what 13 years now like it's pretty insane but he's, but he's that's just, like that's how you that's the whole thing about like pop uh like uh like the pop genre, it's it's popular. It's what's going on. It's literally all about like the same type of tone, tra- chasing the trends, and like literally they have like a, they're I can't remember exactly what they call it, but there's like a certain there's certain chords that usually show up in pop uh, pop music that yeah. are just similar because it's like that's the type of music that people. Uh, that is that genre that people immediately recognize. But a big part of that is also like just chasing the trend, like going to what's like really popular. What are other people doing? Because I mean, Drake, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, he's been a rapper for uh, however long he's been a rapper since I was in like fucking like early high school or whatever. But but it's, uh, it's I mean, like yeah, he hasn't he hasn't rapped this like he's not like a Jay Z. Jay Z's essentially been rapping the same way for like 20, 30 years, now. and he's way more respected. Exactly. Uh, but like you know, no, I feel like you know while he's established like this whole like you know persona like oh Jay Z's like the god of rap music from you know the early two thousands and late nineties whatever like nobody really respects him the same way now like, if he put a single out like now the chances of it like being respected at the same level across generations are I feel like are pretty low. He's gone to the corporate. I mean, it's like he doesn't have the same like. You know, because back then he was like, you know, I'm this like... Yeah, the novelty wore off. Yeah, he's like this, like, not necessarily underground, but like, sort of like, uh, you know... He's innovative. Yeah, he's... I mean, he's... He's punching know. upwards against society. Now he's like a fucking billionaire or whatever. Yeah. He's married to Beyonce. You know, he's part of the machine. You know, he's not like... It's not exciting anymore if Jay-Z puts out an album. Whereas like a Kanye... You know, he, he at least has never lied about, you know, his persona. He's always been fucking crazy and honest with himself, I guess. You know, so he puts out an album, like, oh, what the fuck's he going to do next? I don't know. It's going to be a Christian album. That sucks. <laughs> well, like, so, so, so that is one thing. I've talked, about my, uh, I've talked with my fiance specifically about, like, Kanye doing this because that's, like, one of her favorite artists. And she was like, I, I realized that. Anytime he has an album, he just fucking goes off and goes crazy, and he gets as much attention as possible, and then he drops the album like a month later, and that's like always the trend of like of what happens. Um, so you think it's like an act, or you think that's who he really is? I mean, I think I think it's a. I I think it's not uh, just one of those things. I think it is some healthy. Or to some degree of both, right? Whether that's like 70-30 or whatever, 60-40. But I mean, there there have been a lot of times where if you, like, you could see like a bunch of headlines about, oh, Kanye West says some like crazy shit. And then you go and watch it and then it's like, oh yeah, he's saying some crazy shit. But then if you go watch the actual video, then it's like, okay, well, there's a little bit more context. He's still saying some, like, he's still wilding, but, you know, like the stuff, it makes a little bit more sense. Um... And I think a lot of the time, it's the stuff that he does or the stuff that he says. Uh, 
he presents it weirdly or wrong. And that just, like, is the first impression. Everybody just runs with that. Um, but, I mean, no, I, I think that's a part of it as well is the fact that, uh, specifically Kanye, it's, I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's a just him doing it for show and doing it for cloud or whatever because I mean he's a fucking millionaire like he still makes millions he's a billionaire off of, oh, is he a yeah he's a billionaire that's that's like this year that's crazy that's I don't know if it's just from Yeezys or what but he's, he's a billionaire oh, good for him I think I said he's like the richest African American ever really? yeah unless you count like Monsa Musa or like some African king but in the modern age he's the richest African American that's crazy I didn't know that at all African American would not be yeah Fuck. Yeah. The last time I remember talk, looking at his like net worth, it was like he's in debt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Paper. Uh, yeah. Well, technically, billionaires are in like a lot of debt, but they're still billionaires. That's true. It's not like negative money. I think. Yeah. Like, uh, and there's a whole difference between like how much you actually have on hand versus how much like your net worth is or whatever if you liquidated a bunch of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kanye, he needs some help, but. <laughs> Yeah, but okay, but he, he, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, he's like easy to shit on for that kind of just shock value entertainment stuff. Um, But he, yeah, the argument for him is like, yeah, with those albums, like he did kind of pick out, he set trends, and that's kind of like it's like a chicken or egg thing. Like, are these pop artists are they hopping on trends or are they like actually setting a trend? And are they setting a trend based on like thought or is it just like arbitrary? Like, oh, I want designer's my friend and he's in my record label so I'm going to plug him and I'm going to make this mumble rap trend you know well so well that's the problem with trends is it's like the you don't know whatever is going to take off right so you can guess well yeah sure you can but there's no guarantee I don't think it's like a science right because sure like that's why that's why companies like fucking uh <laughs> Quibby, <laughs> oh, yeah. like they they made, they'd spend millions and millions of dollars into like marketing, and they try to make it super memey, like it's the next TikTok, but Netflix yeah. or whatever, uh, and that just goes the fuck nowhere, and they immediately go bankrupt. But I, I I think it's like the like sometimes you just stumble onto shit, and sometimes you can kind of force things to happen, especially like oh well, if like I'm a big artist and I'm gonna collab with other big artists, and then. Like you're hitting the you're hitting a whole bunch of heads at the same time, right? And that's just gonna bring in popularity. Uh, but I don't know. I think there's some artistry uh, somewhere in there between like finding what is going to be popular, uh, being able to like use that, uh, and then also uh, like also being able to like perpetuate that to be bigger than what it possibly could be or whatever. Not just saying that like oh every every single artist rapper or whatever that jumps on a trend is like oh they're they're fucking genius uh no but i don't, I don't know i think i guess it's like a, it feels like not super clear cut to like what how can you can super define that you know what i mean yeah. but so are there any yeah, other I'm just arguing against <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> yeah well in that vein are there any other like artists you think doesn't have to be rap but like have been able to like keep that sort of relevance and that sort of like artistry like over multiple generations I feel like the, yeah dude that has to be there's definitely well, like uh, the, the one that comes to mind to me is like Radiohead they've been making movies since the 90s movies music since the yeah. 90s and like even like I think recently is like 2016 they came with an album that was like really fucking good I don't remember the name oh shit dude Tool Tool is a well, they took like fucking yeah, 10 man. years to make a new album or some shit yeah so. and everybody lost their fucking <laughs> it took them forever <laughs> but like 
No, they were, and like, even like historically, like how long were the Beatles like relevant for? Like, so it was a couple of decades. Yeah, yeah. Rolling Stones, they made a lot of music over several years. I think it's like really hard to be relevant. You, there's like so many artists that have like one good song. And that's but I it. think that's okay. I think that's, you don't have to stay relevant. Sometimes it's better if you don't stay relevant. Yeah, that's, I think that works for some artists for sure. But like at the same time, like I think. <laughs> I guess works is like a relative term. Yeah, it is. Because it's like you get your money. You know, yeah, I mean, a lot of money is that one song. You know? I mean, I guess. Like a potentially bad example is Rebecca Black. I mean, she's been dealing with shit. She's a Friday girl? Yeah, she was a Friday girl. But I mean, she made one song uh, yeah. that like she was kind of forced into making or whatever. She made a, I think she made like pretty good money off of she it. And then she's been, it? yeah, like a, it was parents like hired the studio to help her make the video. Oh, There's wow. like a whole that. studio that is pretty much run by like parents wanting like paying a shit ton <laughs> of money to have their kids come into like a music video from this oh, like 40 year old guy. It's like, oh, dude, I know how to make hits. Like, there, there's a bunch of videos on it. Apparently, like, he, um, what? It's disturbing. But <laughs> it's, it's very disturbing. It's fantastic. But, uh, shit, dude, I don't like that. Yeah, I, I guess, like, Rebecca Black, potentially bad example. But, I mean, yeah, I guess in that way, like, she's still been dealing with shit since then. But apparently she's doing, like, super great now. But I don't know. I guess I can see like yeah, uh, Rebecca Black example tie into anything. Well, so what, what I'm mean, saying is she's doing super great now. Like she hasn't killed herself. Like well, no. Is, so, so, so the reason why I say that it ties into it is because that would be an example of like you make one thing and then you just she just got out and she was like mm. not doing anything else. It's not like she. Sure, I think she pursued some would, type of acting or whatever. You don't have to just get but out. Like, there's, like, classic rock people who are just touring and doing... Like, ACDC still, like, doing tours. And they're just playing to their same audience. And they're doing the same songs. They, they just, probably don't even need a tour. They're making a lot of royalty money from, like... Yeah, yeah everything. Like, like, guitar yeah. Hero. It was more of an example of the idea of, like, oh, well... Like, you don't have to keep trying to stick around. Sometimes it works out better for you if you just don't keep Yeah, going, right? Yeah. But... I mean, uh, yeah, dude, if I was, like, fucking, uh, oh, I was going to say Lincoln Park, but never mind. But, yeah, goddamn. No, I mean, if I was, like, uh, I mean, so, so an example is just a second, like, just a couple days ago, they had Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Isley Brothers do a versus, right? So there's, like, a whole, like, big versus, like, thing that's been going on, everyone trying to pit everybody against each other or whatever. But they did Earth, Wind & Fire versus Isley Brothers, which is like super, they're both like amazing uh, groups or whatever, right? But What is versus? It's like a battle of bands? It's a, well, essentially, yeah. It's just like, oh, like uh, you play like 10 or 20 tracks from this artist group and then 10, 20 tracks from the other one. Oh, it's like a YouTube channel? Yeah, it's kind of like a, we're not really judging who's better, okay. but like... We're just really just jamming out. Right. It's just an excuse to listen to two people fired by two groups, nice. like rap battle or whatever the fuck. <laughs> but, sure. uh, no, but like that just happened a little bit ago. But I mean, I can the Earth, Wind, and Fire. They still tour. They still do stuff. Isley Brothers. They're still touring. Yeah. They're still doing stuff. I mean, and they've been around for fucking forever. Ron Isley, like the lead singer of the Isley Brothers, he's eighty years old, and he's been doing it since like the. Like the late forties or some shit like that. So he's like, see, but just imagine like how bad it would look if like Earth, Wind, and Fire just got like little pump on the future. <laughs> they yeah, just like tried to embrace like. like they just released like a fucking like their old version of Old Town Road. Of little <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be a totally different. 
Oh, should we talk about Lil Nas X? Have y'all seen that video? I haven't seen not, it, but let's talk about it. <laughs> I've not seen it. But it's good. It's good. We can like you know follow the trend of last video where we didn't watch Tiger King. Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, guys. So uh, I, I've seen it. I actually watched it. <laughs> okay. Isaiah's our expert. All right, so um, it, it, I see it basically as you know, Old Town Road is kind of this wholesome experience. You know, all rap and country music. They can like live in harmony. Whatever. Yeah, you know, he can embrace the old style. He can go on a fucking do a music video with Billy Ray. Cyrus and everything, everyone's having a good time, right? Yeah, super cute. Yeah, then you watch this new music video, and it's um, it, it's, uh, it, it's it's pretty different. It's very it's very sexual. There's a, there's a lot of sex, like you know, a lot of people say that like society is becoming more and more like sexless recently due to like Disney movies or whatever. But like this is like. It's like a rejection of that notion. Like, the, the, like the very first few minutes of the music video, like you just see like Lil Nas X comes out wearing like you know very tight underwear, and then there's like a version of himself that's like the snake from Adam and Eve. You know, it's like a it's His little, dick is the snake. No, he's just this the whole he's a snake, right? He's got a snake face, but it's Lil Nas X, and he's shirtless, and they're like making out with each other. It's a, but he's making out with himself in snake form. Oh, okay. And then um, he's like in drag the, the whole video, and then the end. Uh, I'm sure y'all know, y'all heard what happens at yeah, the end, right? Twerking on Satan. Yeah, twerking on Satan. Yeah. Right. That's just like, I don't know if he was trying to piss old people off or something, but like, it's inflammatory, and that's something, right? You know. It, it's like a, a, a variation of like WAP, you know? The like it, it's like it's, it's like over right? Yeah, it is a gay WAP. And uh, <laughs> and that's like it's it's fascinating because yeah you say like yeah society's becoming more sexless supposedly and it, yeah it, it it probably is with like so many people just on the internet more like young people specifically but at the same time they're like watching WAP and gay WAP so it's like. <laughs> If you listen to the song, it doesn't sound like gay wop at all. You're not saying like, oh, I, I never listened to it. It's, it's, I haven't seen the video at all. I, I, I've heard the song's pretty happens, good. Okay. But, um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've been watching his tweets. But, uh, I, I watched like part, I watched a part of a video explaining from. Uh, like the perspective of a gay man or like a gay or like a lesbian woman kind of like what the the meaning and the symbolism of what he was saying was and I think they have like some other credentials besides being like LGBT or whatever I think they have like some uh, Just like, like spiritual uh, what is it uh, they had like they had like a degree in spiritual history or like religious history or some shit like that. They had some fucking credentials. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so it's a, it's a gay but, spiritual expert. Yeah. So I mean, so essentially, essentially <laughs> what they, essentially what they were saying was that uh, a lot of the imagery on what was being shown uh, was to be compared to what like uh, LGBT plus people have experience in their normal, like, everyday lives and stuff that they casually go through of, like, just being alive. So, like, yeah, it's very uh, inflammatory and it's very, like, oh, yeah, he's, he's giving devil, like, the dick or whatever. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> apparently, I guess, uh, I remember one line, it was pretty much like, well, when you're told that you're a devil and always going to hell, then it's, like, it's kind of has that same feeling of, like, Taking that back in a way, and I was I, like, okay, I, I guess I can see it. I do kind of like that point because yeah, at one point you're right. Even just being gay at all is inflammatory. Just saying, oh, by the way, 
I'm gay. Like, he's like, oh, well, that's, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Now if someone tells you he's gay, it's like, oh, okay, so? What, what's, the, what's your point, you know? It's like, <laughs> but what? Maybe but, that's what this music video is trying to illustrate, is in the future... I don't know what we're heading towards, but... You're <laughs> 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 really, like, sick that landing. <laughs> you're really reeling me in. That was going nowhere. Yeah, was, I, was, I, I didn't kill it because I could dude, see the glistening in your eyes. Dude, I was, I was getting drawn in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do remember, like, a... I can't remember exactly. I remember one tweet that he had, and he was just like... <laughs> he was like, in the video, I killed the devil. I thought y'all hated that nigga. Like, <laughs> Like, y'all been, been hating that dude forever. And, I, I, and I'm like fucking him up. And y'all, y'all getting bad about it? <laughs> like, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, Donald Trump was supposed to kill the devil out of Joe Biden. <laughs> Satanist. <laughs> not the same, okay? Of course it's not. It has to be a white man that kills the devil. <laughs> Yeah. That's fucking funny. Right. <laughs> no. So okay. It's, oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, it's so off topic. <laughs> well, there is like there's shock yeah. value things. Shock value is like a part. It's like the entertainment part of of music and selling music. Yeah, fucking like back then when the Beatles like released this song, they're like, "Oh, is this yeah. the devil's music?" I don't know. It's Even not. yeah, they're like Elvis is moving his hips. That's some. Um, this is that's just this isn't a fucking Bible hymn. This is obviously the devil's music. Dude, you know. Oh, you know how crazy people went when Jimi Hendrix was literally fucking his guitar on stage? Dude, people lost their shit, but it was also like the 70s or whatever, or the 60s or whatever the fuck year it was. So they were also just loving it. But dude, like people lost their fucking minds when they were like, oh, this guy, he's being way too sexual. Like that, he's doing things that you should never be doing in public. He's over here, like, actually giving his guitar babies. I'm, uh, I've loved every piece of it. Yeah, that's but, great and all. But, like... He's going to hell. Here's <laughs> a topic I listened to. Uh, yesterday, Spotify recommended Gigi Allen to me. Oh, my it. God, dude. Are we going to go down that rabbit hole now? I've never... Eric Andre talks about him a he's lot. Got so a, I, I heard him from Eric Andre. He's got a documentary. It's oh, false. did you watch it? Yes, I did. I just read his Spotify description. They would talk about, like... He was this punk guy, and he would like go on stage, and he would just like take a shit on stage while he was like playing guitar, and then he'd like have sex with some chick on stage, like in that order. Really? Yeah, and he was just he was just wild. How did he get away yeah. with that? Cause he didn't. He went to prison, and then he like oh, somehow shit. like <laughs> he was somehow like he was supposed to. He like skipped bail, and was like roaming around Texas for a while, and then he I think he went back to jail. He was in jail like pretty much his whole life. Oh, and then fuck. His life was fucked. And like, then he just overdosed on stage. <laughs> oh my god. There's like this one clip where he's like saying, hey, someone needs to come up on stage and fuck me right now. And then like no one, like, no, everyone was just like kind of backing away from him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like taking his pants off. <laughs> no one was accepting his invitation. Would you go to that show though? Fuck no. Why are you fucking the ass? Like, <laughs> what? You see, this is the point I was making at the beginning when I said music's a broad topic. You know, we could be talking topic. about GDL, you could be talking about fucking Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> we, we hit both of them. It's, it's, like, like, the it's technically music. music like. <laughs> uh, dude, fuck. Uh, dude, I remember. Uh, God, I feel like so much of my identity 
especially growing up, just based off of like everything that wasn't me, right? I guess that maybe that's the way that it goes. But I mean, I had like an older sister who was really into like gothic and emo shit. Mm. So like all of the shit that she listened to, like she got me into anime. She got me into a lot of the music that I listened to. Um, so I felt like I like I settled into that stuff. And I guess it wasn't until I started getting older that I started realizing, like, man, that shit's, like, really affected me, like, in my normal life. Because I know about, yeah. like, I, I've listened to so much, like, Japanese J-Rock or whatever, as redundant. Like, so much Japanese rock. that front or sister? Yeah. Or just because of that really? Both. So, like, uh, so there's one that's one really prominent J-Rock uh, group called Daring Grey. Um... And then they're like, they were, they were fucking huge. And I listened to so much of that music that I pretended like I knew the words. And I looked up. They should be anime up again, No. Oh, fuck. I wish. That'd be sick as hell. But dude, if you could have listened to that opening, one of their songs opening on fucking like Death Note, that would have made it, that would have made it so much better. But, uh... No, like, I, I didn't realize how much of, like, my identity and my taste in, I guess, music and stuff was so intertwined with, like, the environment and the influences that I was getting uh, until I started, I guess, getting older and realizing that, oh, shit, like, I've been listening to, like, nothing but, like, heavy metal and, like, rock music and all of this other shit uh, until I get to the point where I find something that I legitimately like and then I just go to everything that has anything to do with that. Uh, and just being like, holy shit, like my, my taste of music has changed so much. Uh, which is funny to say now because I listen to like the same four or five artists, yeah. like on repeat, like, nonstop. Yeah. I remember when we first met you, like, oh yeah, like Odyssey, I like Fly Low. It's like, yeah, you've yeah. been pretty consistent over the years. Yeah. On that note, what was, okay, since we all grew up in the age of like, you know, CDs and then pirating music, right? Lime Wire. Yeah, so what was the first, like, actual album you owned? Actual, first actual That's album? That's a good question. Yeah. That you oh, bought fuck. physical copy. It might have been a Kid Cudi Wizard album. <laughs> when did that come out? Uh, it was it was when I had a car, because I remember driving late. to Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit. I don't think I... I but then, like, oh, iPods and shit were Oh, yeah. I mean, they were, like, uh... What, like, uh... What was it? It was like, there was like 10 of them. And it was like, this is music or... Now this is what I call music? I think it was those. Like, kids now pop. this is what I call... Oh. Yeah, it was like Kids Pop. <laughs> Probably Kids Pop. I had Kids Pop shit. Listen to Little Billy go over like, <laughs> fucking P. Diddy songs. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and they would hand them out at like... The you would get them at like a... Yeah, fella. <laughs> like McDonald's or something. There was some like fast food chain that would put out like little... you get like a little CD with like... Like it's Burger song. King. It, it, was Burger it King. probably was Burger King. Oh! Maybe Sonic. Okay, so okay, so whole side topic. I just remember going to like Jack in the Box and getting one of those Sonic 3D <laughs> video games. That's I'm sorry, that, that that's just uh, dude, that just brought back memory. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a classic one. Yeah, everyone brings that one. Dude, I fucking love that Sonic 3D game. No, right, but so uh, what was your first album? Then? I legitimately think the one that I, the first one that I've actually bought. I legitimately think that it was that Flying Lotus record that I got signed. Uh, so y'all just didn't buy a... Oh. No. Wait, you never bought CDs? Y'all never, never bought a CD as a kid. No, because I just pirated yeah. everything. I, just it wasn't, I was too... Uh, I was very insecure about my music taste. Oh, I didn't want so, anyone so to buy so, 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 Sorry, no, no, no. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell my parents like, "Hey, go pick me up a Kid Cudi CD or whatever." I, I don't even. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I was listening to. I was just listening to whatever my parents had on their iPod for like mm. the longest time because I didn't have siblings, so it was a lot of like classic rock. My dad was into like grunge stuff, so it was a lot of like Pixies and Nirvana kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's in that sense. Like my mom only listened to like country music growing up, and my dad was like Tejano and classic rock, so it's like. Yeah. I finally got to listen to my own shit. I think the first album I ever bought for myself was Meteora by Linkin Park, actually. Oh, yeah. I listened to that shit so much that I was so disappointed when Minutes to Midnight came out. Like, three years later. <laughs> Fucking garbage. Disrespectful. Yeah. I actually did go through a country phase when I was in, like, middle school or something. Because one of my friends, Aaron Shaking, said, because I was, some of my friends were into it, and I was, like, I was just about it. I was vibing with that. I was like, yeah. so, like you got to gang up on Aaron. Like country music is not inherently bad. But there is there's a lot of bad popular listen, country I, music. It's it's a joke. And it's it's <laughs> always that like oh like country music is about fucking your tractor or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, no, okay, so it's, <laughs> no, but it's always been a joke because I've legitimately. Like the first time I remember hearing country music, I was in my dad's pickup truck, and then the first like line that came on the song was like, I'll give up my wife before I give up my truck. And I was like, I think I'm just done. <laughs> you're not saying he's gonna fuck his truck over his wife, you're just saying his wife just sucks and get divorced. It's kinda of sad. <laughs> it's a modern tragedy, you know, like the early modern tragedy. Everyone's parents are getting divorced. Yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, the song isn't about the tractor. Right? It's about his struggling relationship. I mean, you gotta, sure, you gotta read it into the subtext. Sure, it could be, but listen, I'm not gonna fucking analyze some guy trying to fuck his truck all the time or whatever. Like that's not that's not what I'm here for. You never seen like a really nice truck and be like, damn, I wish I could drive it. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Okay, have you ever, you, you, you've driven a truck, right? I have driven a truck. You didn't like it? No, it was weird. I felt really <laughs> small. <laughs> I felt really Going off of that, I feel like most people are like, yeah, I want to drive a big truck with like a 10 inch lift or whatever just because it makes me feel like a man. But I feel like I like it for the opposite reason. You know, it's like it's almost like you know you're getting swaddled in this giant comfortable. <laughs> you're getting spooned by yeah, like exactly. The... I just feel like I feel safe and comfortable. <laughs> really thick thighs. Like, yeah, That's I got hilarious. these like this shield around me. You know, and I can just like you know, a deer will run in front of me and I'll just turn it. Like, I'm so protected. It's like a, I just feel so safe. Like that's that's why I like driving a truck, not because of the other boy. <laughs> I've never thought about it. It's really a really interesting perspective. It's fucking weird, but I respect it. Yeah, I, I tried in college, it was sick. Now I have a Honda Civic and it's okay. It's not as good. Not thickness. No thickness. No, I had a car accident. So it's life on the edge, I guess. God. No, so, okay. So the only country song uh, that I care for. Besides Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash is just really good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, does that count as country? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay, it does. cool. It does. Uh, but the only country song that I 
I know that I like is the cocaine country. <laughs> that's a good song. See, that, and that's one of them because it was the context. Like it was weird. It was like, it was like yeah. after party, we're about to get fucking drunk. Like it was, it was dude. Nick yeah, was, it was going the off context. with that shit. It was dope. A good, we could have put on anything, and it would have been like lit as fuck. Literally anything. Yeah. But he kept, dude, he played that song like four times, and half of it is because we kept asking him to. Yeah. This is a really good fucking song. Because, like, that's the only country <laughs> song that I know that I like. That off the top of the head, if I had a gun pointed to my balls, I had to choose one. It was Cocaine Country, dude. Is that a country music anime? You ever see that one? Fuck like, King of the Hill? It's <laughs> <laughs> a different type of anime. Uh, I, I saw, like, a whole, like, a YouTube video of people. Of like a guy going around in Japan asking people if they like King of the Hill dubbed or subbed. And it was like a really hot topic. <laughs> wow, I mean, there's a whole episode where they go to Japan because like, his brother, his half brother's Japanese. Yeah. yeah that was lit. Good. It was really good. It was a really good episode. It's a cultural moment. It's good. But this is um, this anime, I forgot what it's called, but it has um, the openers by like Sturiel Simpson, who's like one of the. Yeah. Better modern country music. He's not like a popular stadium country musician, but uh, yeah, he did this whole like side project where it's like the whole, he just made music for this whole anime that came out and it's just country music with like people driving trucks around in Japan. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it's about, but. It's, it's more like he's bringing like, he's bridging the country indie rock kind of gap. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Like, he, like he's, he's definitely not like popular country he's like music. psychedelic country he's like talking about like this time he took acid on yeah. his tractor it's <laughs> always <laughs> fucking tractor <laughs> wow, like one of his like top songs he's just song, it's, like, like, <laughs> it's like a Nirvana cover or something like that but like uh, and he's just supposed to be that's like kind of like musically talented you know so he probably could have done any genre of music and been somewhat successful at least yeah but yeah, there's tropes in every kind of music. Like, there's yeah. just sayings and rap that come up, like, throughout the years. So, for, I, 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 both of them can see it, but I have a Dragon Ball do-rag on, and I've just been, dude, I'm trying to get my waves in. Uh, but I feel like Thundercat has been, like, a very influential piece of, like... Uh, well, there is, like, a whole anime movement in hip-hop yeah. that it's, like, cool to, like, anime now. Oh, oh shit! My <laughs> oh my god! Isaiah turns the light on. Oh, it's getting a little dark in here, boys. It's kind of depressing. Gotta gotta lighten it up. So, anyways. Well, yeah. No, but uh, like you were saying, anime has been like a. So there, there's actually like studies over like a how hip hop and anime are very intertwined and how they like play a cult, like part in each other's culture. Like one of one of probably the most. Like prominent anime that you can think of when it comes to hip hop is Samurai Shampoo. That's like the one that everybody will point out that has Nujabis as the producer. He made most of the music. He had been before he died. Uh, he had been doing like hip hop for like years and years and years. Everybody loves that dude. Um, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, you can hear like the like the weakest bars from rappers from twenty years ago or whatever, being like, "Oh, I love love like Goku or whatever." Uh, but it was always that thing of like, yeah, anime is like lame as fuck. But then now, like, Little Uzi Vert literally makes think, a whole album. What was the origin? The, what was the origin you can trace back? Uh, there's Wu Tang. I mean, yeah, there's Wu-Tang Bruce Lee. I would say Bruce Lee is the origin. Bruce Lee is the origin between anime and hip hop. Yeah, Bruce Lee brought story. like he brought this like martial art, and he was he made all these movies in China, and then he came to the U.S. and he brought this like martial art kind of culture, and he's like 
beating the shit out of all these white people who are like usually the movie stars and he took it like yeah like Asians especially uh, were just super demasculinized in the US and he brought it to where now he's like this big star and he's like a star for I guess I don't know I'm trying to tie it to black people now uh, <laughs> <laughs> like minorities like yeah minorities and uh, a lot of black people probably like Bruce Lee and then I'm, I'm just saying there's, there's, like the, there's all like those like black exploitation films from like the 70s right where like a bunch of black kung fu masters yeah, and shit like that yeah like they were super popular and they yeah. kind of introduced like you know the, the whole melding of like black and Asian cultures I'm sure so that's probably like maybe a good start I mean I think I think that's and like then, a really yeah, good Wu-Tang movie. Wu-Tang definitely sampled all the like martial art culture yeah I mean that was most of that came from like Chinese culture a lot of that came from Chinese culture from like the stuff that they were talking about like uh, Wu-Tang all of the martial arts movies they were talking about those were like mainly like Chinese Kung Fu uh, less Japanese but I, I don't know if I had to pick one place or one point in time that I can remember that really bridged that gap, it'd probably have to just be Tudami. I don't think I can give any other yeah. like portion of time or like any other like company or whatever that much credit that I could give Tudami. Because just like it's the same thing with Flying Lotus and everything. Like they were just like, hey, we're unapologetically loving this shit and we want everyone else they just popularized anime in general yeah they like, did but they also they put like a lot of hip hop like everywhere they could pretty much do it so besides being like hey we're like late night we're bad boy cartoon network we don't play by any rules we like anime and we do whatever the fuck and like uh, Tim and Eric I mean they also played like shit tons of anime they played shit, ton- shit tons of uh, hip hop and everything like every single chance they can get I mean, you can hear people like uh, Little Uzi Vert literally has like a song on his newest album called like Baby Sasuke or whatever the fuck. Uh, but him, Zach Fox, Thundercat, Denzel Curry, like all of them have said that one of their like earliest times that they, they can remember like a- anime influencing them and like their music and how they thought about that stuff was coming from Toonami, watching like Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball like on Toonami like all like all of those years ago when they were kids and stuff so I think if I had to pick any point in time uh, that I can think of would be like the most influential it would probably have to be that yeah I, I agree with that even like fucking Megan Thee Stallion's talking about it yeah, yeah. shit so even like black women but why is it a hip hop thing like this whole generation of kids grew up on Toonami why aren't there like New rock stars. I mean, there's, maybe there are. Well, there's probably more it's just like a, there's probably more like social uh, like thing things that go into play with that. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. Like they don't really they don't bring up like because typically like the stereotype is like all oh, these like white incels watching anime in their basements, right? But like you don't you're right you don't really hear about there's like indie bands talking about watching anime. Yeah. You know I don't know. So I I damn. I did watch like a kind of like a like video essay over like someone's thoughts about why that was, and essentially the point that uh, they were saying was uh, like the idea between anime and how that's seen in the states and how like a like African American culture and how people like of African American defa- defa- uh, like descent 
how they perceive and experience life. Like it, it is seen and like it can be seen in kind of like a similar aspect as far as like very outcasted, like you have to do this on your own type of thing. Like it's not just the socially accepted norm or whatever. Uh, so just like you said, like just with Wu-Tang, how they like immediately grabbed on to like all of those old Kung Fu movies and whatever, that also like was kind of like a gateway, like an influencing thing for Asian culture to enter the black community. Uh, and it's just kept going because there's like a, not a visceral part, but there's like a, there's like a strong connection, like a feeling of, oh, that I can, I can understand that. That makes sense to me. So hip hop does have a lot more like sampling than other genres. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, uh, especially rap. I mean, that's yeah. sampling all day. I mean, cause even, even some, like one of the things that I was talking about before was that, a. Like one reason why I know that I like certain music is because I find out that the song that I really care about sampled that other song. Like Jay Dilla, So Far Gone, sampling the Isley Brothers, uh, Don't Say Goodbye or Don't Say Goodnight. Like that's, I didn't even know, I barely ever listened to Isley Brothers. As soon as I found out that he sampled an actual song, I was like, oh, I'm fucking in. Like I'm, I'm going all the way in. But that's like a, I feel like it's like a sign of a, like accomplishment, like a, uh, it's, it's like, like a shout a, out, yeah. Yeah, it's like a like oh I'm I'm I I did this well, and also like this is like where my inspiration comes from. Because yeah. even uh, Thundercats then changes that came from another Isley Brothers song. Oh really? Yeah, but it's like I the first that. like three beats or like the first like three seconds mm-hmm. is the start of it. Uh, uh, Today was a good day by Ice Cube, yeah. same exact song. Yeah, they, both sampled, they both sense they both well, sampled the same well, exact song. We gotta make a fucking playlist for this, like yeah. And I'm, so much music. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, this, so this is like a. So this, I was just talking to like some of my other friends about this, uh, and I was thinking like, oh, like I never realized how much other music that I've listened to from listening to just the music that I like listening to. Like I just never realized that. Even if I, because I'm not really good when it comes to like movies and actresses and actors and knowing who all the artists is and knowing all this like music that I probably should know or whatever that's popular. Uh, but from the music that I've listened to and hearing how they've sampled other artists and like those genres like jazz, they go, they do everything. So you can hear everything in jazz. You can hear rock, blues, all of that shit, like anything you can think of. And hearing how they can sample and use things from other like artists and genres and everything, it makes me imagine like it makes me realize that I've listened to so much more music that I didn't even know that I have just yeah. by listening to the people. It's like okay, so they play off of each other, but there's I don't know I I feel uh, some type of negative feelings around sampling too because I feel like it it can take some of the. I don't know, like romance out of it, like just of creating something. So like, uh, so like I started playing around with Ableton, this music production software, and it's, I I thought it was going to be the super hard thing of like, okay, I got my guitar, I'm going to record my guitar and then maybe I'll, I'll find some drums or something or a bass line. But it was, it's very just like, like you can make a song just off these pre-existing building blocks. Like you can download or subscribe to something like Splice and it just has like hundreds of thousands of different samples and you can just pull like whatever you want. And the music production, like I can play guitar and have Ableton like auto-tune my guitar into a certain scale. So I'm playing within the scale. And it seems like there's all these tools that's a little bit different than the type of sampling you were talking about. 
but there's all these tools now that are just such a computerized way. It feels like it takes some of the romance out of just like learning an instrument. And even if it's like you're playing jazz and maybe it's influenced by some blues and some rock and some whatever, mm. like you're still actually like processing it through this human experience and then going through this and playing it on this instrument that you've you've learned and put a bunch of time into. It, it feels very different than like music creation now. I think that's what they're, they're going I was gonna say, I think there's definitely still like a ton of skill involved, right? Like, okay, say you want to be like a good guitar player and you want to play a good song guitar, you have to spend like a ton, like over a thousand hours playing guitar and getting good at it, right? Same with like any instrument. And I think the same sort of applies to knowing how to like mix different samples together to make them sound good. And I can see where it definitely sounds artificial and, you know, kind of shitty sometimes. You're just taking some other song and like making it into some, your own song, right? That doesn't always sound good. I think like um, an example of like maybe a bad sample I've heard is that a uh, stupid Cardi B song mm. with a I like it song. You know what I'm talking about? Like no, the, the I'm sorry, I don't with Bad Bunny. It's a horrible sample. It's uh, like a know. shitty song. But then like there's other so times where like you know Drake samples like the fucking song from Donkey Kong Country. You know it's in like uh, that uh, I forgot what song it was. I think it was like Enemy maybe something like that. But that it just like blends seamlessly. You didn't, I didn't even realize it was from Donkey Kong Country, this game I played a thousand times. You know, I guess if it was like I, late. I, 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 I kind of like those cool. like shout out samples. Well, so I, I totally agree with Isaiah. That's where the artistry comes in. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Where like if you can do a sample really well, like there, that, there's two sides of the same coin. It's like oh, I did that really well. Like that, like if you do a sample really well, that's like a big oh, that like you're really good at that. And it's also the same thing with like, oh, well, you're shouting them out too, because it's like, oh, well, that's where you get your inspiration from. But what but if it's, it's completely different just being like, oh, I fucking press like sample number one on Ableton. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then you're actually like going and doing it yourself. So uh, to even like point towards more like your whole, uh, like what you were saying about uh, it's kind of artificial, a little robotic, like there's no romance in it. Um, do you know who Questlove is? Yeah. It was like the drummer. So he like pioneered the whole uh, like feeling of like that really drunk percussion, right? Of like the, that I, like that, that feeling that you get from listening to one of his songs. Uh, and essentially you can break that down into the, uh, into like the term called quantization, which is, uh, Jay Dillon was like super big for this, which essentially is like, oh sure, you can go to Ableton and you can just say, hey, these are all the beats that I want to play on like the, on this measure or whatever. I want to play like four beats or blah, 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 do whatever. And if you quantize it, then it'll perfectly do it every single time. And then that would be like the most robotic thing that you can do. Because of course, even though like musically or mathematically, like it's on that perfect like increment that it's supposed to be, uh, that's when it removes that feeling of human nature, like that humanistic feeling of like, oh, okay, well, this is a little too perfect. So you can, you might hear people say like, oh, this is not quantized. And that whole idea is like, oh, well, I'm doing this. Like I'm making that beat myself. I think it's so good now. Like As Ableton can, can humanize things now. Hmm. Like there's, but there's configurations you can put where it'll put everything a little bit offbeat and it can do it in a way that's where there, it's offbeat, like either in a random way or in a pattern or in these, like you have perfect control over every little aspect of it. And there, there's just templates that already exist. 
and it feels that's sort of it, it feels like it's it's going less on like I don't know just a human experience with an instrument and it's more on like the tools you have available just through a computer it, it feels like there's less of a human element into it and it feels like there's no reason why you couldn't just automate the creation of new music after a certain I mean, point. Yeah, they have do yeah, that. They do do that, right? Like a... Are you do like a musical Turing test right now, or what? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I think fucking... Give us your AI-generated... No one could pass the music Turing test, like, in Pro, 10 years. Huh? I think it would be... Well, this is actually, like, this is a big thing, right? Because, um, basically, back in, like, I think the 1700s, 1800s, like, a, a composer Handel did, like, um, fugues, right? It's basically a very like mathematical type of music, right? They basically have your scales and you do like these very specific patterns. And basically that's kind of the easiest type of music they found to be able to like reverse engineer and have an AI write it, right? And then so the whole like idea of a Turing test is if you could tell that a mu- like an AI wrote this like, song then, or, or not, then, yeah. you know, is it music or not, right? But you know, the fact that um, Basically, it's just following simple patterns. It's very easy for a machine to replicate, right? Because it's just a piano just playing, like, you know, patterns yeah. over and over well, based on, like, seven notes. And I think that gets into, like, a difficult conversation between, like, a, I mean, we, we've talked about this before. The idea that, uh, like, art is very subjective and very objective at the same time. Like, it's very easy to say, like, oh, when it comes to music, objectively, like, they did this and they did this and they did this and that's probably good. But subjectively, I just didn't like it. Like, it's, it's not just one way or the other, um, but, uh, fuck, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Well, in, in that <laughs> I, I mean, you, were you talking about, like, if a computer can make good music or not? Uh, I mean, sure, they definitely can't. Oh, no, I remember what I was going to say. So, the, so as an example, every, everybody knows what 808s are. That's... That's something that's only done through the computers. That's not done through like any instru- uh, like musical instrument. So as an example, like, as an example, 808s because they are only done that way. There are only uh, there are some sounds that can only be replicated through computers. So of course, I think there there could be and there is there's already AIs that are that are making music right now. Just like Isaiah said, like they've already found it to be easy. Um, but at that point, sure, I think it's definitely possible because it's already happening. Um, but, but I think that's where the, the human, uh, the humanistic tendency comes into where like, well, what can you do? What can you do with that? And like, can you make it feel like this is something that's more than you just pressing buttons on your computer? Uh, and I guess that's where the artistry is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like like going back to the like Kanye's selling albums because he's this crazy personality or I, I don't know you're tying like music into anime like there's there's identity in music and there's personality in it and the more computerized ways of generating that just completely take that out of it yeah I mean and yeah it is, it is different so I, I really I listen to a lot of like electronic music and a lot of uh, hip hop that's like more electronic generated um, and there, there is a difference between the effects, like making these computerized effects and actually, I don't know, creating something just based off of like an AI, you know? I don't know. Because I imagine if I downloaded the software today and I try to make a song, it would suck ass. Like, I just know that straight out the gate. It but take, it would be infinitely better than if you just picked up like an instrument you've never played before. That's a good point. But I think um, 
you, know, you can still make sound of an instrument just like you could still make shitty sounds like but a, you have to learn like the, the a little bit of theory and there's a lot of feeling that goes into it as you're learning that theory and then that feeling comes out when you're true I, I, I still think it would take like at least like a thousand hours of me just fucking around with it till I get something that actually sounds like a song and not just me clipping random sound clips together you know no it would it would take you like, I, 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 mean, I, I have not messed with Ableton so I mean take that with a grain of salt but yeah I just imagine it's super difficult to make something that sounds actually good. I, you'd be surprised. Maybe it's not hard to create something that sounds like elevator music. Or like yeah, yeah. Music. I mean, yeah, there, there's a difference between, like, I don't know, really good and, and average. Um, but again, it, it is subjective, so... All right, so uh, it's time to introduce this week's sponsor, the Waifu Draft. Uh, Brandon, mm. take it away. Hey, the Waifu no, we're not, Draft, no. we're coming to ya. you. If you want waifus, we got them. Oh my god, fucking this is gonna happen. Um, We're drafting them, it's not misogynistic at all. <laughs> Dude, this was the fucking pro- this was the exact problem. <laughs> you, you fucking gassed me up and like, fucking did it. There, we're gonna lose a sponsor. Keep your Okay, it's just, it's fucking fantasy football, except for with anime characters. That's just it. What kind of anime characters, Aaron? <laughs> all of them. All <laughs> anime characters? Yes, yeah, yeah, why well, Goku, yeah, yeah. What if I want to be Captain America? You could be Captain America. Captain America's a woman. She's a lot of own Captain America. I mean, you could own the card that like Captain America is on. Well, <laughs> you can get, I don't know, Steve Ella or whatever. I don't fucking know, dude. Anyway, it's, 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 fi- it's fantasy football, <laughs> except for it's anime characters, and clearly by the name indicating that it's waifus. So it's, it's fucking, it's women. It's, it's, it's women anime characters that you can get the card of, and you can fucking play a little fucking game. Look, there's too many fighting Jesus. games where all the male characters get all the clout, and yeah, everyone wanted to empower the women characters. Why can't the women characters fight? Why can't they have a whole game? Why not? Yeah, Women in comics and in anime are consistently whooping ass. And I think it's time we recognize that, right? Of course. But, uh, ignoring the scantily clad pictures. Sexist, you're I am on your side here. That's that's third free will. Listen, at the same time, some people sexualize wearing diapers, so we know we can't you know, that's, you that's up to them. You can't control what everybody does, especially if you're in charge of the whole thing. If people used what you make in a way you didn't intend, you only got two options, right? Either you can stop it, or you can let it keep going. So, so with, with offer code life, you'll get, you'll, get you'll get 100 free points to buy waifus. Yeah, to, to buy fucking waifu cards. Waifu cards. Yes, you don't own the women. You don't own. You don't. You, owning people is bad. Yeah, these are boss bitches. You can't. Yeah. They they will own you technically. This is a reverse psychology. Yeah. Jesus. Are you playing the game or is the game playing you? Dude, I, it's playing me at this point. I spent too many hours out of my week programming and developing this shit. This is not free. I pay for this. Blood, sweat, and my own life. Alright, so we need, to, we need to play Aaron's Google Cloud Bill, so please download the app with uh, offer code wife. It's still in the close testing. It's not even available to the public. Yeah, you're not going to type in the offer code. There's no website. You can't download it. But I mean, you can. Yeah, there is a website. The website's public facing. Dude, the, they the said website. I could. Dude, they said I could sell the fucking URL for eight hundred seventy bucks. I'm oh, cashing that money. <laughs>
Who said that? GoDaddy? <laughs> GoDaddy's a, like a pay. They probably have other offers for, uh, what is it, white paper app? I hope they fucking do. They probably have a lot of people. It's I'll a lot. fucking see Everyone's I listening to uh, Thundercat. Everyone wants to make some anime stuff. I don't know. Fuck it. All right, I think this is a, such a successful ad read, boys. So, all right, what's our good job, Isaiah? Good, good, <laughs> fucking, fucking brilliant. I would have never thought of something so brilliant. Dude, we're gonna make all so right. much money off this promotion. All right, in closing, we're so, gonna sing. We're gonna take turns singing different parts to. Uh, what was that song, Gail Imagine all the people. Yeah, we're not doing that. I don't, I don't have the patience for the twenty twenty one. Everyone's seeing Leech. Everyone's died from COVID at this point. Using our voices, the Flying Lotus song. I think I might kill myself. I'm just gonna just uh, do the. What, what, what is the the, the Zodiac shit? Oh, Zodiac shit. Oh, uh, let's just play it. Let's just, yeah, let's just play that. Let's just play it. Cop, no copyright free. There's just no money. Dude, Flying Lotus is gonna. Your hero is gonna just come in and cease and desist your. Dude. He signed one of my records and I didn't even see him. Like, fuck these assholes trying <laughs> to use didn't my see him. I mean, I saw him in live, but I didn't see him sign it. Yeah, he's the worst it. production of all time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, he's putting this off with his Samsung Galaxy S7. S7E, or S7E, actually. Alright, thanks for listening, Justin. <laughs> You're a real one, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>